Stephanie, welcome to the Frisco Podcast. Good to have you with us today. Glad to be here. Thank you for, for having me. You guys have a um, an interesting business. You are the flying locksmiths, but you do a whole lot more than just opening up people's locks. And we're going to talk a little bit about that soon enough. But before we get into all of the different things that you guys do do, tell me a little bit about how you came up with the idea for doing this kind of a business. What led you in this direction? Um, So, you know, I have a very varied past, so to speak, in terms of my resume. Um, I actually started my career with Frito-Lay out of undergrad um, and worked in field sales and managed a fleet of field salespeople. Um, And then, Decided to go back to graduate school, went back to graduate school, spent some time in consulting where I did um, business process design and change management, um, and then worked for Nokia doing global business development and was actually doing product development for them, um, and then had the opportunity to actually go back to Frito-Lay where I spent six and a half years um, in sales and as the director, a director of marketing. Um, in the last couple of years of my career, I was actually with Dr. Pepper as a director of marketing. And I say all that only because um, throughout that series of career changes, I had the opportunity to actually work in different parts of organizations, including you know sales, marketing, operations, um, had budget responsibility throughout my own, almost throughout my entire career. So dealt with finance and budgeting and and those kind of things. And I was actually I was laid off in a reorg with Dr. Pepper. Um, in January of 2016, and you know, as we looked at my career opportunities and, and options, I, I just really felt like, uh, with all of my general management experience, it was really time for me to kind of try and do something on my own um, and not try to start over again in corporate America. And so, my husband and I sat down and, and kind of looked at um, some different things. And one of the things we did was talk to a franchise consultant. And I'd never heard of a franchise consultant, but I had a friend of mine um, that actually used to work for Frito-Lay as well, who had just opened a pizza franchise um, here in Frisco. And um, I talked to him, and he kind of explained to me what he went through in opening his and talking to the franchise consultant. Um, So I reached out to the franchise consultant that he had worked with, and we started talking. And uh, basically what they do is they kind of go through a whole process in terms of a background exploration um, and experience um, and then, you know, just your financial situation and everything like that and then kind of come back to you with ideas on franchises that might be a good fit for you and your family. And long story short, the, the franchise consultant I was working with came back with about three or four options and in discussions just in terms of the business model for the flying locksmiths um, and the match with my background and my operational experience and what I was looking for really from a work-life balance um, standpoint, uh, the flying locksmiths actually was the best option. Um, And given that I had worked um, in field sales um, with Frito-Lay, I felt like um, from a, you know, operational and inventory management, you know, sales perspective, um, it was certainly something I could handle. So that was what kind of got us to signing on the dotted line with the flying locksmiths. And the reality is I have um, some great technicians that are the people that actually go out and do the work. I'm more the sales and marketing person, but that's kind of how we, we got started. And how long ago did you start your franchise for the Flying Locksmiths? So we, I think we signed the paperwork like in May or June, but we actually opened for business on October 24th of 2016. Okay, so you just uh, crossed over your one-year anniversary. Congratulations. We did. We, yeah, we celebrated our one-year anniversary uh, this past week, and uh, we're very happy to say that we're headed in the right direction. So, 
Glad to hear that. Yeah, getting over that one-year hump for any new business is always a big deal. So we're excited to hear that. Congrats. Congrats yeah, I that. think, you know, for anyone that's going to turn over their security to a company, they want to know that you're going to be around. And so, um, you know, I think when we hit that one-year mark, um, the people that we were networking with and people that we have gotten to know um, said, okay, they're legitimate. They're going to stick around. They're going to be here. And um, so we started picking up some bigger um, you know, property management companies and things like that that have multiple properties and um, can bring us, you know, repeat business. So um, I think that one year mark has been a big hurdle and and um, it's definitely paid off, um, you know, in terms of the the repeat business from some of our customers. Well, very good. And and have you found the work life balance that you were looking for? Um, I'm definitely working, I would say, more hours than I was in corporate America, which I didn't think was possible. But, <laughs> um, but it's a different, there's a different feel to it in terms of, one, I can do it on my own time. So it just depends on, you know, if I want to go to my son's football game or I want to go to their soccer game or whatever, I can do that. Um, and I can work later, but I, you know, I do it when I want to work. Um, and I also, the kids, you know, when they see me working, they look at it as I'm building something for our family as opposed to, um, you know, a company taking their time away from from them. And, um, you know, it's just a different sense of um, building something for us versus, you know, working for somebody else. So it's it's been a nice change for them. I think, um, you know, they get, they've gotten to see both sides of this. Um, you know, working for corporate America and working for yourself and how hard working for yourself can be, but building a business is is pretty exciting and it's something they want to be a part of in the future. Well, very good. Yeah, it's definitely not for everybody, but it, it, it is rewarding. I once heard somebody make a joke, although I'm not sure it's much of a joke, that entrepreneurs are the only people that will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40. <laughs> yes. So, I wouldn't but, say that's definitely true. But but it, uh, but you're sure. right though. It is a very different feel because you get to be out there on your own. You do have control of your time uh, for the most part. So it, it's definitely well, not and I do, quite the same. Yeah, and I do know as you know as we continue to build um, and we can bring on additional staff. Like when I can bring on a bookkeeper and I can or an office manager, um, you know, it will free up my time to focus more on my family, but also focus more on the sales and marketing side of things. Um, So it's just a matter of kind of that, you know, getting those first couple of years under your belt to where you're making enough money to be able to staff up and um, do some things to take the work, you know, get back to that little, little bit of work-life balance in terms of hours worked. We Um, know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you can attest. On that front, um, you obviously are in the locksmithing business, but from the conversations that you and I have had previously, I know that you do a lot more than that. It's it's all revolves around security, um, despite the, the the name being locksmiths. So why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit more about the other types of things that you guys do? Yeah, so from a broad perspective, I say we cover pretty much the full range of security from um, you know, simple door rekeys when a tenant's moving out of the building to master key systems, you know, all the traditional locksmith stuff, we replace any kind of hardware on a door. But outside of that, we do a much broader um, spectrum of things. So that includes access control installations. So if you think about, um, like, there's the card systems and the fob systems. And now what we're seeing is people going actually to Bluetooth, which um, is really interesting. So they can use their cell phone actually as their key. Um, 
So there's different types of systems, some that use an application on your phone, some that just, if they recognize that your phone is in the area, actually unlock the door. Um, you know, lots of different updated technology is coming out on a daily basis. So um, that's one of the things that we really focus on. And then uh, we do do camera installations as well. So any kind of wireless or wired security cameras we do as well. Um, I would say in general, the the one thing that we don't really do is alarm systems and monitor alarms. So that's, I would say, of all the things in security, that's probably the only thing we don't do. <laughs> do you do those, do you do these types of things for both commercial and residential, or are you largely, with the, especially with the access control systems, are you more focused on commercial? I would say we're definitely more focused on commercial businesses, um, mainly because, you know, they're going to have bigger projects and, um, bigger things that need to get done and they're, they tend to be more repeat customers. Um, but we certainly take care of the residential customer, uh, when we get those calls, we don't proactively go and seek the residential, but we definitely take care of it when the, when those calls come into our facility. So interestingly, before Wendy and I moved in our last home, we had, uh, installed an electronic lock on the front door that was Bluetooth enabled. And that's partly just me and my geeky, techie nature. But <laughs> right. It was actually had more to do with the fact that I hate carrying around keys. I can't explain yep. it. I just, they drive me crazy. And when I'm going out for a walk or a run, I hated having to find a place to shove a key in my shoe or a little side pocket somewhere. Exactly. I just didn't want to mess with it. But I always have my phone with me, of course. So mm-hmm. I was looking for a, a way to handle that. And we had had one and it worked pretty well, although it was a little bit clunky at times. Uh, mm-hmm. What has your experience been with some of the different access control systems and um, especially with the new Bluetooth stuff that you just mentioned uh, that you're doing more of as well? Is it is it coming along? Is it getting a little better? Yeah, I would say the commercial grade systems that we're implementing um, are pretty are pretty good. I mean, we don't get a lot of repeat, you know, callbacks on, hey, it's not working correctly or anything like that. Um, so I would definitely say the commercial grade systems are um, pretty sophisticated and work pretty well. Um, I do know just from word of mouth, um, not because I've I've installed a lot of them, but that the Bluetooth deadbolts and stuff that people are installing from a residential standpoint are a little um, hit or miss. Um, they work sometimes and don't work all the time, um, you know. And and um, so I, I think they're still they're still working on that technology. I think the focus has been so much on commercial that um, there hasn't been the focus on um, creating the technology or the, the, you know, the lock systems um, from a residential standpoint to the point that they need to be. Um, is there much yeah, of a price? I know. Sorry, go ahead. Pardon? I, I finished your thought. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I know we have a, we have a Schlage keypad on our front door um, and we haven't had any issues with that. But again, that's not Bluetooth, um, but it is, you know, higher tech than most people have on their front door these days. <laughs> So is there much of a price difference between the different options where you've got Bluetooth, maybe a, a card, whether it's a reader or a swipe or a fob, um, or is um, it just a matter of what kind of is best for your situation? You know, it's interesting because a lot of the systems actually come with options. So, for example, one of the systems we sell, which is called a Brevo system, um, you can use a fob with it or you can use your cell phone with it. Now, what they do is they charge you like a monthly fee for what they call the on-air pass. Uh, which is the mobile access. 
Um, but if you want to just use the fobs, then you can just use the fobs and there's no additional, like there's the monthly charge for managing the doors that's associated with any um, kind of access control system, but there's no additional charge for that, if that okay. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And, and what about other things that you can do with some of this technology? I worked in an office a while back where not only did we have this kind of fob-based access control, but there was an interface where the engineer that that ran all of the systems in the building, he could actually log in from just about anywhere and unlock a door if somebody forgot a key and you know turn on lights and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Are, are the systems you guys are working on going down that path, or is it really just staying in in the the domain of access control? Yeah, for for right now, we're primarily just in the access control. Now, most of those systems have a web application that can allow them to open doors and um, do things remotely. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty common in most access control systems. But in terms of, like, integrating with the AC systems and the lighting and all that kind of stuff, we don't do as much of that. Okay, good to know. But then you said cameras as well, too, right? So, for security? Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so we do... Pretty much any kind of, you know, it, the one thing we don't do is monitored cameras. So we don't monitor them for you, but you can access, um, you know, you, you can either access your cameras via your computer or your cell phone um, at any point. Um, but we do both wired and wireless. Um, you know, the more advanced they get with the wireless, uh, the better off um, some of these bigger places are going to be. So, for example, we do... Um, wireless cameras for an apartment complex so that you don't have to trench and run wire all over a complex. You actually use basically um, like what they call like a satellite basically that connects to all the wireless cameras, but it has to be at a high point in the complex. But then that is hardwired to a DVR that records everything from all the cameras. Um, But that alleviates a ton of labor expense and construction costs and everything else. So those are some of the advanced advances they've made in cameras that are that are allowing more properties to take advantage of them at a you know at a, a relatively inexpensive cost. All right, well very good. With all of the all of the businesses coming to Frisco, I can imagine you guys are going to be very busy uh, for some time to come. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's interesting there um when uh when you buy a franchise, a lot of times you buy it in most cases, you buy it on households and a territory. Um, and I was able to, you know, I bought my territory and then we have two other franchises in Dallas and in Fort Worth. And so, um, you know, I have the whole Frisco area. I have all the north suburbs of, for the most part, the north suburbs of Dallas and Fort Worth, including Decatur, Denton, um, part of McKinney, Frisco, Little Elm, et cetera. Um, and I was very fortunate in that, you know, the households that I purchased based on are not going to be the households that are actually <laughs> in Frisco in that area, you know, long term. So um, I definitely bought it on growth um, expectations, and you know, I think we're we're seeing that already just in the first year that we've been open. Well, very good, and congratulations. Is there anything else um, you want to leave us with? In particular, any questions that if someone is considering reaching out to you for that they should be asking, maybe things that business owners don't think of that they should be thinking of when they're investigating um, what type of a security or access control system they're going to put in place? Um, Yeah, so I think there's, well, I think one is what kind of system do you want, but also who do you want to install it and manage it for you? Because in most cases, companies will ask for a bid 
um, you know, and they'll get multiple bids. And I would say the differentiating factor for us is really um, we really strive to bring a different professional level um, to the locksmith and security industry. You know, as I mentioned, um, we're a franchise. We have 70 locations across the country, so we cover most of the major cities in the U.S. And all of our all of our technicians are drug tested and background checked before they're hired. They show up in a uniform. They show up in a wrapped van, so you know exactly who's showing up at your door. Um, you know, so I think from a and you know our level of customer service. I mean. I literally go back and do checks after a month of doing work with a customer. I go back and physically, you know, show up at their door or one of my techs will show up at their door just to check in and make sure that everything's still working correctly. And we've had times where, you know, something didn't work exactly right and we'll fix it um, and no charge to the customer. So um, it's just a different level of customer service. And then in terms of the questions that you're asking, there's all kinds of questions from architecture that you're dealing with in terms of how you would implement a system. Um to what kinds of doors do you have and what kind of security do you need to have? So just as an example, um, if a company has big glass doors, then they're probably going to have to put electromagnetic locks on those doors, which requires pulling a permit with the city. It requires tying into a fire alarm system and, you know, and then installing the access control system on top of that. So um, there's just, you know, typically we always go and walk the building and, you know, do an assessment with the customer. So we know exactly what we're working with in terms of construction and everything else. And we'll walk them through a detailed estimate and why the estimate is what it is. Um, and a lot of it has to do with construction of the building or the home or, or whatever else. But we want to make sure that we get on site and actually get them a true, you know, an accurate estimate, um, not just trying to ballpark it over the phone with some pictures um, because it never <laughs> it never works <laughs> when we've tried to do that. So. All right. Well, very good. And is, if, if I recall correctly, the the estimate, the call with you guys to get an initial quote is no charge, correct? Correct. Yes. All right. So there you heard it here. Give Stephanie a call. If you've got a business, if you need new systems, if you're looking at opening an existing or opening a new business, give her a call with for all of your access control needs. And of course, if you get locked out of your car <laughs> or <laughs> exactly. anything like that, they'll we come help you with that too. as well. They will still do that as well. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear about all of the, the things Frisco businesses are doing. And um, thank you for telling your story. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to serving more Frisco. You bet. We'll uh, talk to you soon. And for all the rest of you that are out there listening to us, thank you very much for tuning into the Frisco podcast. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>